go. All right, here we go, baby. Episode two, uh, starting off tonight, Friday night again. We're going to let Mike Penn have the floor first with his, uh, he's got a little Sixers rant. So, Mike, have the floor. All right, so have you been listening to, I don't know if you've been listening to sports radio and Philly fans' response to the loss that we witnessed yesterday? Well, I'm not in the area like you anymore, so I don't get the firsthand exposure, so. So let me just get this. Yeah, let me just get this out of the way because I, I I've been, you know, going crazy about this all day. Um, the people who say we should have kept Jimmy Butler, fuck you, dude. Oh. Just fuck you. Because oh. let me explain myself okay. first. Let me explain myself. I get that. it. I get it now. Three years later, we probably should have kept Jimmy Butler. But the people who are saying we should have kept Jimmy Butler are basically saying, you know, three years ago, we're looking at a 22, 23-year-old Ben Simmons. We're looking at an aging Jimmy Butler that's almost 30. And we all were in agreement three years ago. I'm sure you were too as well. Every other fucking Philly fan, we, we wanted to keep Simmons. His ceiling was a little higher. The potential was there. So we picked Simmons over Jimmy Butler. And now there's Philly fans online being like, oh, this organization sucks. How could you get rid of Jimmy Butler? How could you do this? Dude, it, it, it just it, it pisses me off so much because three years later, it's so easy to say that. Yeah. But in well, the moment, in the moment, were you not like, we should keep Ben Simmons? No, I was always, I'll never deny it. I was always a Ben Simmons fan. But like you said, it's easy to live in the past and talk about it now and say that. But yeah, no, it's my my takeaway from this whole thing right now is I hate I hate to go off topic, but the the Embiid thing is a little a little concerning, you know. I I, I with just, his comments or yeah, just I'm play? just man, I just I'm not sure about him as a teammate, you know, and I I, I don't want to be coming off as a hater or anything, but I just feel like he's kind of quick to blame and you know Harden. I'm not making excuses for the guy, but he's clearly not the shot maker he once was. But he's still out there. He's trying, and I don't know. It's kind of a bitchy take for me, I guess. He's trying. But I just don't like throwing your teammates under the bus right away. And he did it with Simmons last year, and I'm not defending Simmons. But at some point, I feel like you got to take a little bit of personal accountability. I know he was playing through some injuries and toughing it out for us. But mm. that that was a, a little alarming for me. And I'm never a fan once the guys start turning on their teammates in the big spotlight. So. I know yeah, that's I more related to what you're saying, but that's just that was my main takeaway. No, I agree with you. I think that you know when he is playing well and everything's going well and he's doing the whole airplane shit, it's nothing. You know, he's happy and everything's going well and he's not really. I mean, even in the playoffs, he wasn't when things were going good. He wasn't fidgeting with his mask. He wasn't complaining about his thumb. It's like when things go wrong, that's when the thumb issues start. That's when you know complaining about the mask thing and just him, just all his whole body language. Like I have some numbers pulled up right now and <coughs> B shot eight threes. Oh yeah. That, that is, fight. Oh my, that is, the I was like, he's got to get in the paint. I know he's kind of probably trying to compensate, you know, his lack of cardio, his injuries, but eight threes for the arguably the best post player in the NBA. Right. No, and if you go through the whole rest of the series, it's one, uh, game five, three, he shot game four, zero, he shot game two, or uh, or game, yeah, game three, he shot zero, game four, he shot three, game five, he shot one. So 
even if he's, his thumb's not banged up, mm-hmm. him shooting eight threes, it shows me that he was very lazy, you could say. Maybe that's too harsh of a word, but I think that it's a very telling sign that he wasn't fully in it. He shot seven for 24. He shot absolutely terribly. Yeah. So I get the whole Harden thing. People are shitting on Harden because he only took two shots in the second half, and the one came with like a minute left in the game. But Embiid is the guy. You know, you're watching the Celtics-Milwaukee game earlier. Giannis is carrying that team 40-plus points. Tatum has 40-plus points. Like, Embiid needs to be that guy, man. He needs to be that guy. Yeah, and, you know, I some of the rumblings right after the MVP announcement a couple days ago, the day after, you know, people were saying Embiid was so pissed and he was – they thought he was going to take it out in a good way. And you could almost argue the opposite that ever since that announcement came out, he almost seems like he's kind of given up, you know, mm-hmm. I know he's fighting through the injuries and I know this might be crazy. Just the stuff we're, we're questioning our best player, you know, after we lose a series when he was on fighting through the injuries. So, yeah. And I'm, him saying the whole, the that. whole Jimmy Butler comment, it's like, why? Just why? Yeah. Like it, do, it doesn't make sense. And like going back to the whole Jimmy Butler rant, we, if you go back and look at that, how that whole thing played out, are you a JJ Reddick fan? Like, do you listen to his no. podcast ever? No, I respect okay. him now, but he was literally like my most hated college player of all time. And I've <laughs> I've grown to like him over the years. Obviously, I don't hate him anymore, but and I I've listened to him do a couple NBA games. He's brilliant, but no, I do not listen to him right now. Yeah, well, him complaining about Jimmy Butler and the fans complaining about Jimmy Butler. If you listen to his podcast, JJ Reddick had him on like right after the whole trade to Miami happened, and Jimmy Butler was on his podcast, Old Man in Three, and gave a lot of information. And basically, he left because one, him and Simmons didn't have a good relationship. Yeah. And two, Butler is a guy that needs a ball in his hands. Simmons has a ball in his hands 90% of the time. Like it just never would have worked. So the people who were saying, we should have kept Jimmy Butler. Yeah, in hindsight, we probably should have. But three years ago, nobody was willing to trade a 22, 23-year-old Ben Simmons no. and keep a 30-year-old aging Jimmy Butler. Like, it just – so the, that's that's my whole grudge is the fans that are saying, oh, the organization is so dumb for doing it. We all wanted to keep Simmons. That's hard. To, yeah, no. And I'm, not even gonna, I'm not going to argue with that because I was, I was a big Simmons fan. And it's yeah. so disgusting to say that now, but I was – so. Yeah. So I mean, I we we talked about it a little bit last podcast, dude, and um, last episode. I, I don't know where they go from here. I mean, I, I want I, I'd love to know what you know. Like put your GM hat on. What are you doing? Well, like, I, I really don't know what you could do. Dallin Moore right away is coming out talking about Doc Stan, and a lot of times you can hear this, and it's just you know saying it to just sound nice and professional. And, they got to get rid of Rivers. You can see some of these these huddles last night when he's just yelling and screaming at the guys. That, you got to try hard. You got to save your life. Like, <laughs> not a good look, man. You don't have any strategy going in. You watch Memphis right now. I'm getting ready to watch that game coming on. And they're mm-hmm. missing their best player. And we've talked about this, too. But they don't seem to be missed. They were up by 55 points at one game last the other night against the Warriors. And it's yeah. like, they're not missing a beat because their coach comes in. He's got a game plan. He knows how to adjust on the go. and Doc Rivers just seems to get so defensive when people question him, and it starts there. And when's the last time the Sixers have had a good coach? I mean, well, dude, did you listen to his press conference? He basically said, "When I got here, we weren't, we didn't no, have like no one was a, expecting anything." Yeah, like, like what the what fuck it, are you like? I, I just like he 
he clearly has it out for the the whole Philly culture fan base as well because I think he doesn't really like us. He doesn't like the constant, you know, media attention. The constant. Yeah, you've never seen him really get grilled as much in the media as you have this year, where people are actually questioning him and you know, getting on him. That's the Philly media. That's what they'll do. And he just has no answers and he's getting defensive and talking about himself. And I did this and look at this. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, um, I know right away, like I said, I was never a fan of the hire, but coming yeah, off of yeah. Brett Brown, it seemed a little refreshing, but other than right. getting rid of him, I don't really know player wise. What's the move. Like, I don't, I don't mind having Harden back. He's, well, he has a player option, dude, for like forty-seven and a half million. So he has to take that, right? There's no chance he he says, "Nah, let's just go in the free agency." Like, why yeah, would he? Take I don't the know how that works. If he can take the player option and they can work out a deal where he can take less money, because I think we can all agree that he's nowhere near worth forty-seven and a half per year. I mean, that's, that's yeah. Ridiculous. Oh no, for sure. So I don't know where they go from here, dude. I, you know, it, it, it's. To be honest, even if they won that series, the way uh, Boston and Milwaukee's playing, no I mean, way. I think we would have lost in five, maybe no four, to be yeah. honest. So, um, I think it's, you know, I kind of wanted to see them lose a little bit because I, I thought Rivers would be out and it'd be yeah. kind of a whole change right. to the system and stuff. But, you know, it, it, it's just – I don't feel great about this team right now. We have a player that's arguably a top three player when he's healthy, but at the same time, I, I hate his attitude. Sometimes there's so many times when you watch this game, man, where he's not contesting shots. He's just staying out on the perimeter. He's not engaged and just lazy. And I love Embiid, man. Like he, he, I love the guy, but I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of at the point where, I don't know if I see this changing with this team. No. Yeah. You know, honestly, like I'm a huge Sixers fan, but I'm getting to the point. Like I'm, I'm ready to just not have them on for a little, little while and stop talking about them. Cause it's just, I don't, it's been all this build up the process for all these years. And we've been waiting, watching these guys come and go and seeing guys develop, seeing bad draft picks. And this looks like what the end result is a second round playoff every year. And, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just you're flying. I'm kind of yeah. I'm flying, but I'm kind of I'm kind of burnt out on the Sixers as well too. Like so, <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, let's let's get off the Sixers topic. Did you watch the the Mavs Suns game at all? No, it's dude. With my my new job recently, I'm now I'm working earlier mornings, getting up earlier, and the late night playoff games. Like right now, I'm trying to stay up and watch it, but. I'm never Bro. up late, so I, I saw some of the highlights. And I'm a huge Luca fan, but no. Oh, I'm, killed I'm, it, dude. He's the, the trash talk. I mean, I I like Luca. I, I hate the whole complaining thing he does. I think he's maybe the biggest complainer in the league. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of those guys like that, but, I mean, the kid's an absolute baller. But we can get off the, the basketball to- topic for a second. I would love to hear what you thought about the fights this past weekend because – Oh, man. Bro, so you – know, Break it down. Yeah, I mean, my my brother was off for the weekend. Kurt's now working for uh, sheriff's department, so he uh, he was off. His girlfriend was off. They were coming over. I just got a smoker a couple weeks ago, so I've been fucking diving into the art of smoking meats, baby. Got that corned beef brisket, the pork oh, yeah. butts, the Boston butts, the ribs. So I've been doing all kinds of stuff. So I was doing uh, pulled pork and ribs for the fight. Had all this preparation going in, one of the biggest cards of the year. 
Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, Rose Namajunas. I mean, all these big names. We've got Justin Gaethje, one of my favorite fighters. Seen him in person. Me and Kurt uh, flew back to Philly a few years ago to see him in the Wells Fargo. And man, what a letdown. That card was absolute garbage. And, you know, really? I, I thought it was. I mean, other than, I mean, just a couple things like the, the missing weight with Oliveira. I mean, it's just. When you come in for a title fight as a champion, you miss weight. It's just something that I don't fight. I'm not a fighter, but I know guys who fight. And that's just, it's just the biggest slap in the face. You agree on a contract, you come in, you miss the weight. And then UFC did something pretty unprecedented, stripping him of the title, you know, as they're announcing the fight going in, in the, in the ring, once they were in the octagon, they stripped him. So to me, it's kind of setting up a Conor McGregor comeback. I think they're going to have him slide right back into a title shot. And as oh, a no. fan of the sport, a purist, it drives me nuts because he's been, Kind of irrelevant the last couple of years with his losses. And mm-hmm. yeah, as far as the car goes, though, I mean, Justin Gaethje getting choked out by a guy who misses weight. So now you got a vacant title at one of the most competitive weight classes. Mm-hmm. Tony Ferguson putting up a great fight, you know, but he gets punted into oblivion. And what know, round was the Gaethje choke out? Oh, man. Second or third. I honestly I can't even remember. Okay. But. He had a couple good moments. He was landing some uppercuts. He was hurting Charles. And I thought Charles was going to be sucking so much weight. And when you're cutting that much weight, your chin's usually a little bit compromised. So I thought he was going to be able to get knocked out a little bit easier and did not happen. I don't think anyone's going to be able to beat Charles in that weight class. He's just an absolute problem. He's great at stand-up. His Muay Thai is very developed. He's got an amazing ground game. A couple times, Justin Gaethje rocked him. You could see he was laying on his back and he wanted to go nowhere near that. Just Mm -hmm. a huge advantage for guys like if you know Islam Makachev, guy that's coming up right now, he's uh, one of Habib's really good friends, and he's this amazing wrestler from Dagestan. And, you know, everyone thinks he should get a title shot. He hasn't beat a lot of contenders, but his game is wrestling, gets you on the ground and maul you. But with Oliveira, who's so good off his back, kind of mm-hmm. neutralizes that whole game plan. So, and- What do you think Dana White is uh, the whole Conor McGregor thing? It's a money grab. I mean, you know it's going to sell. So do you think Danny White's leaning that way because it's a bigger money? He's or do you always think done that, and he just wants – you know, I can't blame him. And as someone like me who's always trying to get people into jiu-jitsu, into martial arts, into watching the UFC, whatever the case may be, someone like Conor McGregor, as much as I don't like him, he brings a lot of attention to the sport. And when you get hmm. someone like him that's going to main event against maybe a guy like Oliveira, you're putting Brazil against Ireland, but it's more of a national thing because, yeah, I mean – and I have a couple of good friends that are big uh, McGregor fanboys, and they're always going nuts about it. And I told them right when the fight ended, I was like, this all lines up for McGregor, you know, because you got a vacant title now, and McGregor's getting ready to come back, and they've got so many matchups that they're thinking about doing. Nate Diaz is getting talked about right now, booked against Hamzat. So it just, is that 155, uh, Gaethje and Oliveira's? 155? Yeah, that's so that's McGregor. Conor McGregor does 50 or 70. And yeah. I thought he was going to fight Diaz, which that fight's kind of seems like that's going to scrap. So I'm just going to yeah. be interested to see what happens. And the co-main event, the strawweight title, I think it was Rose and Carla. I mean, my God, dude, I don't know if you – 25 minutes of absolute boredom. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Rose, yeah. she had her corner saying two different things, her boyfriend, her husband, whatever you want to call him. He was saying one thing. Trevor was saying another thing. And, they weren't adjusting on the fly. I mean, whatever. It's always easy to speculate, especially in MMA, be money and quarterbacking. But, yeah, I was really let down. I get so hyped for these UFC cards, and uh, that was just a, a shitty pay-per-view, in my opinion. 
Yeah. So you're getting into the sport a little bit more each time. What did you think of it? Yeah, no, I, I watched I didn't watch the whole card. I watched most of the highlights and then I watched the fights on um YouTube where you know they don't have like the full things on them, but they have them like split up. Yeah. And the Chandler fight was entertaining for I mean it it, yeah, definitely entertaining. That was the one um, of that card. Like the whole entire pay-per-view was kind of lackluster except for that. Yeah, Chandler's a fucking I mean, he fought Gaethje last card, didn't he? Or two cards ago? Oh, the last. I don't know what card exactly it was, but it was two fights ago for him, I think. And yeah, yeah when that they up, dude. I mean, that those are the two most exciting fighters in the UFC. Both came from other other organizations. One from Bellator, one from PFL. Mm. And dude, every fight Chandler's in, he's getting bonuses, just like Gaethje. I mean, he is. He's so fun to watch, and there's so many good matchups from out there at that lightweight division. Yeah, Chandler is a fucking just animal. From every yeah. highlight I see, he just is like gets after it and stuff. Obviously, that that sells. I mean, I, I don't know really what to think of the fights. I'm not too in, uh, into the UFC. I'm trying to get into it, obviously, more. For sure. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, what big fights coming up? Any big cards coming up? That, that was a pretty good one tomorrow too? night. Uh, Jan Blahovich and Alexander Rockets are fighting. Okay. The cards not until 10 o'clock at night. And more recently, they've been doing non-pay-per-view starting earlier. But uh, Blahovich was – he was – I'm trying to think. He was the 205 champion. He just recently lost his belt, but he was also uh, Israel Adesanya, if you know him. He moved up to 205 mm-hmm. to try to challenge Blahovich, and Blahovich completely dominated him. So mm-hmm. he's going up against this uh, up-and-coming guy, Alexander Rockish. That'll be, that'll be a good one. There's a pretty big pay-per-view, I think, in July with uh, Volkanovski, Holloway, and a couple other good fights. But mm-hmm. – yeah, man, I know I got a, a lot of my buddies have been telling me that they want to start. So I've got a lot of them that aren't big sports fans, so I'm trying to start thinking about things we can spice up with. Even though we're such diehard sports fans, a little bit of a, a compromise, but I just figured, dude, with all these crazy jobs I've worked over the years and all this crazy shit I've dealt with, I got so many hilarious stories. And so recently, like, uh, I don't know, seven, eight months ago, I started working for my neighbor across the street. He works for Snap-on. I don't know if you're familiar with Snap-on Tools. No. So pretty much like he owns two big ass different trucks and they're full of tools and you go around to different shops Monday through Friday. You got like assigned days each day. You're going to the same shops virtually different garages, dealerships, body shops, mom and pop shops, selling them tools, fixing them tools. So like I show up, I got to fix either ratchets, screwdrivers, wrenches. You either fix them or replace them, send them out for warranty on the spot. You go and try to sell them shit, obviously. And bro, like, for someone like me, I knew nothing about tools, nothing about cars. I'm driving a big-ass truck now, so it was just, like, so intimidating. Right away within, I think, two or three weeks of working for him, he sent me out to Dallas, fucking going to snap-on school, like, nine, ten days, learning about the sockets and rent, all this crazy shit. So pretty much now every week you're going out, you're selling guys tools, right? You, and let's say someone comes on the truck and they want to buy seven, dollars $800 worth of tools. They can buy it down hundred dollars, hundred fifty dollars, whatever the case may be. Walk out, and the next week you're collecting money. So you're mm-hmm. you're essentially like almost like a giant crack dealer, just giving out <laughs> little bits of crack to the streets that these guys need. They're waiting at the shop. They're fixing cars. They could have a socket that busts on the spot, and I got to be there to replace it. Hopefully, it's on the truck. I swap it out, send it out for warrant. So, dude, it's it's a whole crazy thing. I'm learning about it every day, but 
the amount of stories that are coming with this on top of I used to work in a video game store. I used to sell paint. Like I got fucking stories, dog. Right. So <laughs> the one the one from this week, I think you're everyone's really gonna enjoy. I've told a bunch of my buddies already, but uh <laughs> but, all right, dude. So there's this, I'm not gonna say the kid's name or anything, but I kinda am at the end because <laughs> it's unavoidable. <laughs> so pretty much this guy comes on the truck. Um so when I started, I, like I said, I was brand new, completely green, didn't know anything about the stuff. So my boss was riding with me every single day. He hired me as his assistant. Now I'm at the point, probably started about four months ago, where I'm doing Monday and Tuesday alone, sometimes Wednesday, and then he rides with me Thursday and Friday. So I'm starting to meet all these new people that I've never met before. He never dealt with. I kind of go into the shops, drop flyers at everyone. Like I say hello to almost everybody. Whereas some guys that do the job, you know, they sit in the truck and wait, they pull up and wait for people to come out to them. But I like going in and kind of interacting with everyone, being myself. Last week I was wearing a little fucking divisor with the fake hair on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) Going in, just going nuts. So this new guy who I've been dealing with a couple of times, he's been buying little shit here and there. And last week, you know, we're doing this promotion. You buy $400 worth of tools. You get a snap-on tackle box and a, a raffle entry for a, an inflatable kayak. We do all this fun shit all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, we ship tools, by the way. So if any of you guys listening are looking for some a new ratchet, a torque wrench, hit your boy up. Anyways, yeah. this kid comes in the truck. He's, you know, looking at all the shit. And he's looking at an electric ratchet, a battery, a charger, some pliers. So he's over the computer talking, he fishes, he's got kids, he wants all this shit. So we ring him up, you know, and then it comes a payment. I'm like, so how much you want to put down? Do you want to put, you know, because generally a $700 transaction. If it's a really good guy, someone you really know well, he's paid so well, you'll just let him walk off, not even worry about it and get the money next week, whatever the case may be. I'm trying to tell the guy, hey, I'd like the $150 down, you know, to cover me, to cover you, to make sure we're both comfortable with the deal. Right away, you know, I'm putting his name in the system. I ask him for his address. He won't look me in the eyes. And I'm like, man, this is kind of a red flag. But, you know, I'm a little bit of sympathetic, a little bit of a sucker. Yeah. We get to the payment part and he's showing me, he's pulling up his fucking iPhone, showing me three different apps with bank accounts on there. And this motherfucker has got more teeth than he's got money in his bank account. And that's what I'm saying, <laughs> much, dude, because he literally has got the kids in the shop call him Snaggletooth. And I was never going to say that, you know, because I'm a, I'm trying to be a nice person, but yeah. I'll get to that later. So he's showing me the bank accounts. He's got three different bank accounts total and blah, blah, blah. So I let him walk off the truck. I shake his hand. I give him my phone number, my email. I get his phone number, get his email, try to make sure there's all the proper channels that are dealt with. So let's see. Friday, Monday goes by. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday goes by. Still haven't heard from him. Friday comes around. Shoot him a text. Good morning, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Call him later. Nothing. Email him. Nothing. Saturday, Sunday. And dude, you got to understand, like, I'm working for a guy right now. And that's money that I have out in the street that I've got nothing in. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just like all the burdens on me. So Monday comes around Monday morning. I'm out 7:30, 7:15. Call him in the morning. Nothing. Call him later. Puts me right to voicemail. He's got the voicemail full thing. I'm like, all right, man. So when we run our trucks, we can save credit cards on files. So I got to run his card that morning for $150. Goes through email and the receipt. Told him I was going to be, do- you know, that's the amount we agreed on. Tuesday, Wednesday comes by. Like that Monday, I show up to Hyundai. He's not there. Not, no show, no call. I'm like, oh, my God. So I start talking to the kids there. Oh, yeah, he hasn't been here for four or five days, man. What? I'm like, damn, all right, I guess I'm really going to get beat out of this money. So I go up to the service manager. And I know it's a little bit long, but it's it's, it's just this is kind of the daily life now. And it's 
this kind of yeah, yeah. we got to stray away from this, make it interesting. So <laughs> he um, he's not there. I go up to the service manager. I'm like, hey, man, can you please like keep my number? And if this guy shows up, if you're anything, please let me know. Like, I'm just trying like I did him a favor. I'm just trying to collect a little bit of money on here. I'm not asking for the whole amount. I'm just trying to get some and make contact with the guy. So yesterday we're out, you know, Thursday is one of our super busy days and the service manager gives me a call because, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday goes by nothing. Haven't heard anything from this kid. And this is like two weeks. At Dude, this yeah. Point. Two full weeks. And I haven't heard one response from this kid. Nothing. And mm-hmm. like I said, we shook hands. I tried to let him go. He's giving me a whole sympathy story about his kids, all the stuff. He's going through hard times. So I'm trying to be a good dude. Like my goal, honestly, I'm not trying to sound cheesy. I've always wanted a career where I feel like I'm helping somebody out, helping people doing the right thing. And, I still don't really know exactly what I'm doing. This job came about. I'm trying it. And if you do it right, you're helping people. So, you know, I'm trying to help the guy out, do him a favor. And he fucking just completely ghosts me. So yesterday around 1130 in the morning, the guy calls me and says, yo, man, he just walked in the door and we're going to get rid of him. But we're kind of trying to hold off until you come over, repo his tools. So I'm like, all right now. So this is part of the job, bro. Like if someone doesn't pay for their shit, you got to go up to them and fucking repo their shit. Right. I don't know, six weeks ago, my boss made me do my first repo and he didn't come with me. I was out of Toyota. I'm taking a guy's toolbox back, trying to be all discreet. I pull up at the back, you know, not trying to, he, it was mutual. He was cool about it. And as I'm fucking putting the tool gate up in the lift gate, the lift gate breaks. So now everybody, and I'm like, bro, I'm trying to make us as discreet as, you know, no, no, no attention, nothing. Everybody's coming out. Everyone's making jokes at me, and I'm just sitting up there because I don't, I don't know how to fucking fix anything. Like I'm still learning all the shit. What the fuck do I do with a broken lift gate? So long story short, it ends up working. I get out of there. Now this comes. So I walk into the shop, and the minute I walk in the shop, like three or four people just start laughing. Guys, I don't even deal with because they're, you know, shops talk. The buzz is going around. So guys out there smoking a cigarette. He's like, "Oh, Andy's here today, dude." <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert, that's his name. Uh, yeah. So we go in, you know, and my boss is with me, kind of following my tail and just making sure I'm like, hey, man, if you don't mind, I kind of want to do this alone. This is a good learning experience. And, you know, I kind of created this mess. So I want to get myself out of it. So I woke up to the guy and right away, I just kind of confront him and he just <laughs> mouth, mouth wide open looking at me because I didn't I didn't think he thought I was going to come for whatever reason. You know, maybe he thinks because I show up on Mondays and he comes on a Thursday that he's going to finish his day, take the stuff, and never see me again. So I got very calm, and I'm like, good morning, sir. Sorry it came to this. You know, I really don't want to. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, hey, I'm going to – I got to take the tools back, brother. And he's just perplexed. He's got his mouth wide open. And he – for a second, he starts trying to argue a little bit, you know, and he's, man, but uh, you, you took the money. You took $150. I, I understand. We had a deal. And we go back and forth. I'm not going to go into the exact verbatim conversation. but. Yeah. Push comes to shove. You know, I ask him politely, can I just grab the tools out of your toolbox? Can we not make this a big scene? I don't want everyone watching to start hearing us. You know, it's just, you know, I got no ill will for you. I got, I wish nothing but the best. Just give me, I'm here to do my job, collect my money, get my tools and get the hell out of here. So, bro, (laughs) like I said, his name's Andy. As he's, he marked all his, his charger, his ratchet, everything. And he wrote his name on everything. But like, I'm a nineties baby. I grew up with Toy Story. And on the fucking all his tools, he's got Andy written on it. <laughs> so as I take the fucking charger out of his hand, I'm just like, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, he didn't, you know, I think he might have smirked a little bit. But like I said, he's got the one little jagged snag it too. So, um, yeah, you know, that's just part of the job. And then I, I took it on the truck and then a bunch of the guys came on afterwards. And I was just telling them the whole Toy Story thing and. Now it's basically you're 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 
giving people these tools and they're they're paying you for them. So basically. pretty much like you you're, you're essentially fronting them. You try to get some kind of down payment, but you're fronting them tools. That's like the main the main part like benefit of us is like we show up every single week and our tools have lifetime warrant the handles have lifetime warranties. So like mm-hmm. wrenches, sockets, screwdrivers, ratchets, any of those hand tools, they break on the job. We're there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever the case is, to replace it, to fix it on the spot. And then they come on the truck and it's literally just, I'll have to put a picture, show you a picture one day. It's fucking sick. Like it's just loaded with hundreds of, like our truck has like $400,000 worth of the tr- tool inventory on there. Toolbox. Now you get commission on that? Yeah, I'm starting to now. Like this week, yeah. bro, like we had a, a big scanner truck following me a couple of weeks ago with this guy specialized in all diagnostic equipment. And my boss told me to just drive around and get some leads. So I'm running around, got some leads. And then this week, like I sold a toolbox and a scanner. So I'm like, okay. and that's big money shit. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. Sure. And as I get to drive in five days a week, that's when I'm going to be like fully commission based. But right now he's giving me like day pay and then he's giving me percentage of sales. Okay. But dude, like to me, it's just such a good learning experience. And like, I don't know if it's going to be something I want to do forever. It's really fun day to day, to be honest. And like um, with my personality, bro, like I'm on that truck and I'm just like, I don't know anything about the tools and people are, you know, you get six, seven, eight guys in there once. I'm like, I'm like, buy it. Look at it. You want it? <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, I just got like, I, it's pretty much, I treat it like bartending and yeah. like the guys responsive. Well, I'm selling a ton of shit that people really like me. I'm opening up all these accounts. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. And like I said, it's just a learning experience. He offered me the job. And in hindsight, I'm so happy. I didn't say no to it because just I've learned so much. I learned how to drive a truck, getting better at selling shit. And it's just, it's fun as hell, man. So yeah, I just feel like between that and my old my old stories from back then, I can kill a good amount. And like I feel bad that you had to listen to that whole thing there, but I'm just like the day to day is just so interesting and it's so different than anything I've ever seen or done. And trust me, there's gonna be so many. Like I just sold a brand new guy a toolbox, and I think that's gonna go well. But you just you make deals with guys you don't know about, and mm-hmm. if they start going bad. You got to hunt them down. You got to get the tools back. You got to try it. Like I'm constantly chasing money each week for guys I've never met, but because it's my route, you know, Mm -hmm. like I got to, I'm responsible for the money. So it's guys I've literally never met. Hey man, you want to pay $30? Who the fuck are you? Like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Sales can be, I'm in I do business development for a tech company. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of hounding people and a lot of trying to get, deals done and stuff so we're, we're probably similar in that field with um our jobs but uh one more thing i wanted to talk about with you we got the uh, uh six and a half minutes left for the recording to end up so just get just a heads up i don't know if you said yeah that. so yeah so let's end with this uh the eagle schedule you check it out saw it i think it was the fourth easiest in the league right yeah something like that what uh do you have uh well first um should we do uh should we do the a win loss projection? We go through, we talk win 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 loss loss, and yeah, we can do we that. Keep track so, of that and see what we come up with, and you know, right. fun. You know, these are the kind of things too. Is you know, like I said, I'm trying to tell my buddies that we're trying to stay away from sports, but in the end, it's things we like. We like talking about, and mm-hmm. sports is a huge part of both of our lives. So you know, yeah. like this could be kind of a fun thing to say right now, or even a couple of weeks kind of put down a win-loss projection then later in the year we can start recapping yeah. halfway through and see how we did I think and the sixers cool. are done yeah. now and we're the done. phillies are no struggling stock. no but and, i'm saying it's, it's football season so yeah it's, and like bryce harper ucl like i i'm eagles everything eagles from here on out 
Eagles, baby. So, all right, let's go through this. So, week one, we're at Detroit. One Win. o'clock game. Win. Win. And it's cool because we got uh, all our Eagle friends down here. Like, it's me and my parents, my brother. And then we got, like, four or five of our friends that moved down here from Jersey. They're all big Eagles fans. And one of her, my mom's best friend, she's – her boyfriend's a huge Lions fan. He's got the whole setup with DirecTV, satellites, so we always go there. So, I'm really looking forward to that. Eagles-Lions, baby. One yeah, I think that'll be a, a good test. Not a good – not necessarily a good test, but a good, like, warm-up week one. Get his feet you know, wet. Get Jalen's little feet get wet. Get your feet you know, wet. Fall around. Yep. Right. Definitely. Uh, week two, okay. we're at home against Minnesota. What are you so, thinking? When? When? So when out. So I'll okay. say this: the Jalen Vikings. Red game. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, the the Vikings obviously are probably one of those teams that are the most, you know, 500 team in the league that are constantly around that. They, they scare me in a sense, but yeah, I, I agree with you. So we're two and oh, uh, week three, we're visiting old pal Carson Wentz. Let's go commies, baby. Washington DC. Now let's just talk. Do you still call them the Redskins? Cause me, like I grew up, they're the Redskins. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not going to say it. I'm not gonna say it. Uh, no, no, it's not. No, I mean, I if I'm in conversation and having a, a talk with somebody, I'll probably say Redskins because. Oh no, I'm not a, saying I won't say Redskins. I was gonna say some other random thing. I was like, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm gonna stop. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. To, to be honest with you, I, I kind of like the just the Washington football team. It kind of, yeah. I don't know. Like, something about it. Like, I kind of liked it. The Commanders, like you're the commies. Now we're all calling you the commies. Like yeah. So right? I'm either calling you a Redskin or a Kami. And Carson Wentz, are you healthy by week three? Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Right. Do I want to so, see you throw a left-handed pass against us? Sure do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's bang these out since we only have a little bit of time left. Uh, week four, old pal Doug Peterson visiting the link. And where is he, Jacksonville? Jacksonville. Are the Eagles really going to be 4-0? Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, man, there's a good shot. I think that the one thing I'll say with the whole Washington game is that Carson Wentz is going to want to come out and fucking step on our throats. And Washington's got some play like Gibson and McLaren. They got some good playmate. Yeah, they have some players, man. They have an okay defense. So, you know, possibly I'm going to say 4-0 right now for, you know, the sake of this conversation. Week five, it's a little bit more of a test. When the test kind of starts, uh, we're at Arizona. We'll go loss. I'm not impressed with Arizona, but they, I can't keep saying win for road game. Kyler Murray, some explosiveness. They're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins. I said loss. I got to stick with loss, even though I don't think that's a tough of a game. Yeah, good point about Hopkins. I, I actually forgot about that. Uh, week six will be at home against uh, the Cowboys. We'll go loss. I think they're going to beat the Cowboys on the road this year. Cowboys on the road. Christmas Eve game. I'm looking okay. forward to that. Four o'clock, right? Fuck yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, all right, so we're four and two right now. We have a bye week, week seven. Week eight, we'll be at home against the Steelers and possibly Kenny Pickett. When? When? Yeah. Steelers. Now is it now is it different? Is it is it different if Pickett's starting or if Trubisky's starting, or is it what just the a win either way? Fuck do I care? Yeah. I don't even <laughs> get Trubisky. Like, no. When? When, 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 when? All right. So uh week uh that's week. Eight week nine were uh, away against the Texans. That that's a win. Huh. Um, week, 
Yeah, week 10, uh, we're at home. Carson Wentz returning to the link. Uh, I really can't wait for that, dude, because he won't win. He's just going to get booed the fuck out of which is awesome. Uh, yeah. Week 11 will be away at the Colts. Who's quarterbacking for the Colts now? Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Ugh. God, the Colts seem like they're so close, but God damn, they can't get a quarterback. Phillip Rivers, yeah. the Carson Wentz, the Matt Ryan. Eagles win. You, That's going to come down to, I think, if Jonathan Taylor runs all over us, they'll win. If, if we kind of contain him, I think we get the win there. Yeah. So I'll go win as well, 7-3, and three, uh, at home against Green Bay next week. How can I – first, real quick, runner about probably about 40 seconds. How can I keep saying win? But no Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers by himself. They lost Valdez Scandling as well. Eagles, yeah. Eagles win. All right, 8-3. At home against the Titans, I'm going to say win, 9-3. and three. Um, Away against the Giants, I think we're going to split with them just because we always just play them bad for some yeah. reason. 10-4. and four. Uh, Away against the Bears, win, 11-4. Away against Cowboys, that's our win right there, 12-4. and four. Home against the Saints, Jalen Hurts kills the Saints, dude. So, I mean, are we 13-4 and four at this fucking I point? I just can't. Or 12 and 4, whatever it we're is. Gonna, we're going to have to revisit this in about four or five weeks. This sounds, <laughs> this, this sounds insane. 